Yeah, the clean shave looks good. I, I, I literally do not remember the last time I didn't have a mustache, at least, honestly. Yeah, I was. it just got to that point, dude. I don't know. I, I'm usually fine with it, and then it hits this where it starts to itch, and I'm like, yeah, all right, I, I'm done. It's time to get rid of this, yeah. That's kind of where I'm at it, with, my, with my hair. I'm like, I, I need to cut this. But now we're going into winter. It's like I should have cut it at the beginning of summer. It's like I might as well just let it ride at this point. Yeah, you got to let it ride. Unfortunately for me, I was just never blessed with with a real man facial hair. I, I can't yeah. do it. It doesn't grow in right. Same. So I'm just stuck. Catchy shit. Yeah, it's um, horrible. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're um, sorry for the wait. Sorry for the wait. It's been a little bit. <laughs> We've had some. We pulled, we pulled a Derek. We pulled a Derek, and we we disappeared for a little bit. But now we're back and better than ever. We're back and better than ever. We had some changes um, that we feel that we need to address with you guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I I no longer have a girlfriend. We no longer have a tray. Um, there have been some personnel changes in the department. You know. Um, obviously we but wish it's all them, good things. Yeah. It's all good we, things. Cause we wish them all the best. Up, just opens up guest spots now. Yeah, exactly. You know, Trey, um, Trey, look, let's, let's lay it out. I'll lay it out on the table. We fired Trey. We had we to fire Trey. Trey. He, he wasn't reaching. He wasn't up to snuff. He wasn't, he wasn't up, up to snuff. snuff. And couldn't hack it. Yeah, and so we decided to part ways. He'll tell you it was mutual. It was a mutual feeling. It wasn't. There were tears from him, but we had to move on. And so, um, yeah, we're gonna have a. We're gonna start moving with a ton of guests. We're gonna. We're gonna really ramp it up here. Christian and I are trying to figure out how to do this in person, which I'm sure will take us forever to figure out. Um, but we'll figure it out. You know. So we are back. This is Totally Biased Music, and we are your hosts, Blake and Christian. And today, um, we are reviewing The Forever Story by Mr. J.I.D., a.k.a. Jid, a.k.a. Jiddy. And this was actually the first episode we ever did. We didn't air it because our audio and shit was all fucked up, but (laughs) it was the one-year anniversary of this album uh, a few days ago. So we decided to run it back, Um, and I'm super excited. Christian, how do you feel about it? I cannot wait. This album has just been pivotal. I mean, in constant rotation since its release, and it has only gotten better with time. So, I mean, with it coming up on wait, it happened already. The year didn't yep. it? Yeah, it happened August twenty sixth. Yeah, August twenty sixth, and no better time to revisit this fucking amazing album. Of course, um, Apple Music intro. Brief brief paragraph from it. They say, The Forever Story, to be specific, is a deep dive into the MC's family lore and an exploration of what growing up the youngest of seven members outlook. If J.I.D.'s last proper album, The Never Story, was an introduction to his lyrical prowess and declaration that he had a story to tell, The Forever Story is an expansion of that universe. Quote, Never came from a very humble mindset, he says. It was coming from, I never had shit. The Forever Story is just the evolved origin story, really just giving you more of who I am, more family stories, where I'm from and why I'm kind of how I am. So I think that that really sets a tone. Um, how did you feel, Christian, the first listen versus re-listening to it now? Any any major thoughts change on the album? I think it's it, the crazy thing that happened for me, and it happens when we do older hip-hop albums, where it's something that we might not have listened to for a long time, at least the album as a whole. And you go back through... And I think usually we all have this culminating feeling of like, holy fuck, 
from front to back, this is just a phenomenal album. And it's crazy because it's only been a year being out. And that was, that was my feeling. And it's just insane. The amount of beautiful, great tracks, bangers, just like lyrically production. It's just phenomenal. Yeah. I think going back and listening, like it's the album has, it's only been a year, but the album has aged so well. And I feel like we listen to a lot of albums and we talk about a lot of albums that we're like, Oh, we'll have to come back to this, you know, and, a year or two and see how it holds up. And I think the album's only gotten stronger. Like it's, it's, I know when we first did it, I had, you know, probably passionately had a bottom three and now upon re-listen, it's hard for me to like pick that out. And I just think it's grown really well critically. Um, it did, it was critically acclaimed. Like it had a ton of great reviews. Um, Metacritic had it at a 83 out of a hundred. Um, all music had four and a half out of five stars. Like it just, I think everybody widely really, really liked it. So it was nice to come back to it. Um, so let's start it off. What are, what are your top three tracks on the forever story now a year in? Yeah. Listen, if dance now isn't your number one and that goes for any of our listeners, then I just don't even know what to say to you. Just the fucking it's him just on this track, putting his foot down. The production on it is absolutely insane. He absolutely fucking spits. I mean, I've got, you could literally just go, and it's the same way for a lot of these songs. You know, I try and pick little bars and stuff like that out, but it's, you could pick the whole fucking song. Yeah. It's all <laughs> yeah. just fire. Um, but some of my favorites just uh, depends. Penny for your sins, shooting up the block, can't stop revenge. And then, you know, obviously the fried chicken, uh, fried chicken. I'm licking her thighs and I put my face in her breast thighs. Yes. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> like, yes, that's I love just, it. and it was just kind of what he put out is the hype for this album, which usually when artists do that, by the time the album drops, and especially a year later, I'm over it. Uh, I can't yeah. really stand to hear the song anymore. And I got to see him at Mission Ballroom with Shmino. And it was, of course, like I was the fucking oldest person there. It was a bunch of kids. <laughs> yeah, of course. They were dropping. The kids were just <laughs> dropping like flies. They kept having to stop the set. But the coolest thing that happened out of that was this kid, somebody dropped down. And it was in the middle of Dance Now. And instead of just kind of moving on, the entire crowd starts humming the bum, 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 and then he brings it back and everybody goes berserk. It was fucking insane. So number one, easily. Yeah. Number two is probably crack sandwich. It's hard. I mean, if it wasn't for just, dance now and that being the song that it is it would probably be number one for me yeah his flow on it is absolutely insane um one of my favorite bars and i think when we first reviewed this back it was one of trays but when you fall down when you fall down stand up get a bandage i ain't got cheeseburger money make a sandwich like phenomenal bar and then metaphysical things seen in dreams what you believe you bleed i bleed and draw blood I'm and a then, fucking artist, artist with the gun. Yeah, that yeah. line is so hard. <laughs> and then uh, I can give my world peace, give your world either. 
big dick or grief, I can give your girl either. Oh, <laughs> oh my, my god. god. <laughs> so Absolutely. good. Yeah. And then I think Brudenham is probably my number three. It's a great tempo change and it's just an absolutely beautiful song like i would say that brudenham through can't make you change it's just a great pace change for the album that doesn't take away from the album i feel like sometimes albums get to that point when you know you see that turn happening and it loses a little yeah. bit yeah, yeah. And, and it just doesn't do that it's, it's really the opposite so those are my top three i've got honorable mention for radar just because that song goes hard as fuck when it drops. Yeah. I can't stand the, um, what's it called? It's like those little breakups that he's doing. And it's this, yeah, it's, like it's the, the whistle football thing. Yeah. And there's a penalty the at thing. the 30 yard. Line. Yeah. I don't know what the it, it fuck just, that is. dude. It just, it's, it just gets old, but his little line where he's like, I got the shit you can play for your mama. I got the shit you can, you play, can play for the host. host. Yeah. <laughs> It's just uh, in that 140 like beat switch that he goes into, like a minute and 40 in, is just ridiculous. So, yeah, no, I feel that for sure. I mean, like you said, obviously, Dance Now is number one for me. It's, I mean, it'll forever be number one. And it, I, I think it's interesting that you bring up like that you're still not tired of it because you're right. That does happen with a shit ton of, especially like popular hip hop songs. Like you hear them so much and like they're on every playlist and it's like, all right, man, like wrap it up. I, I get it. It's a good song, but every time dance now comes on, I'm, I'm right back fucking in it, dude. I'm right every back in. Time. Yeah. And when we, when we saw him at Bonnaroo, he played, it was like dance now, they kind of all like meshed together. There was no stop. It was like dance now into crack sandwich into I think Brud and them. And there was just no, like no break, whatever. He just went song to song to song. And like when dance now hit, I said prior to Bonner happening, I was like, when that dance now happens, that shit's going to hit like crack dude, two thirty AM in the tent. Oh, and sure God. enough, man, everybody in the crowd was fucking losing it. And Fuck yeah. yeah, it just, I never get tired of it. So that's definitely up there. Um, Cody Blue Thirty One is my number my number two. I just love the swing on swing on, just like that soulful yeah, singing yeah. that he does for the chorus. It's just like like you said, it's a it's a dramatic pace change, but um, the song as a whole is just really fucking good. Um, there's a line in here. He we has was- a good voice. He has a like when he slows down and sings like on these, and obviously they're produced is different live, but he's pretty fucking good there too. Yeah, exactly. And and he has a, a line in here. Um, keep on swaying a little, sis. Keep on swaying a little, bro. I'm about to swing on Terry Payne because he said my sister a hoe. Getting high from Swisher Sweets, chariots are swinging low, swastikas and the police hang a brother swinging rope. Like that line is so it's and it's so subtle too, but like it's really like that's kind of like encompasses what hip hop music is, right? It's always talking about fucking anti police in one way or the other and how yeah. police are anti black and he just does it really well. And then um my third one, honestly, this is this is hard between crack sandwich and this song, but can't make you change, dude. Who uh Ari Ari Lennox is who yeah. is she's singing the, the chorus in this and like her it's voice so good. oh it's my so god good. it's just like it gets so soulful and it's so 
just nice to listen to. It's just like a nice break for the ears. Um, but there's a line in here um, where she, like, after she gets done with the chorus, he comes in and he's kind of doing this bouncy rhythm. Um, but he says, juggling pain and struggling problems, looking for danger, ducking and dodging. I got a banger and not a small one. Brothers be changing like a revolver. Like, in the way that he just <laughs> bounces on the fucking track is is so good, dude. And it's just, like, you're right. That's kind of where that, like, Cody Blue is where the vibe shifts on the album. Because you go dance now to crack sandwich can't punk me surround sound those are all like bangers they're heat they're fast yeah. it's like fast yeah. and then it goes to cody blue into brudenem sistenem can't make you change and it just slows down dramatically and i like that he grouped the album the way that he did you know what i'm saying like it, it was nice to have it chunked up like that yeah and that's kind of what i was saying is i, I don't know sometimes we go through albums and this happens often where there is that tempo change and it sometimes loses you through the album and the change isn't really what was needed or what you expected or what you really wanted. And it's kind of the opposite here where it's exactly what you wanted from it. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. So those are my, my top three. And then obviously honorable mention crack sandwich surround sound, Surround Sound 21 Savage is like, that's the summer anthem. That's like, I'm about to get into some violent shit, you know? (laughs) And I also really like um, Earth Gang's verse on Can't Punk Me. And I love Lil Durk's Durk's verse on Run and Them. And I I remember the first time we did this, you were like, bro, imagine going to a concert. (laughs) Going to a concert and then being like, all right, next up, Lil Durk. (laughs) Lil Durk. I'm like, who the fuck is Lil Durk? I just yeah. took a little dirt about 30 <laughs> minutes ago. Yeah, and the porta potty. Uh, but yeah, it's fucking great. So yeah. Um, so what do you got? You got bottom tracks? It's just tough for me, man. The bottom There's tracks. There's only tough. one I think that is just an actual bottom for me, and it's money. Just it's just not for me. It sounds kind of like uh you know how they would take rap songs and turn them into like kid bop anthems? Yeah. <laughs> it's It feels like that to me. It just it wasn't there. Um, you're going to hate this, but um, just in time. Don't say it. it I knew it. Just, I fucking... I'm sorry. And it's only because I, I just really dislike songs that feel anthem-y. Like, yeah. like pop, or campy, pop, campy. Anthem. Yeah, yeah, campy is the word, but yeah. it just was, wasn't there for me and in probably better days. But, yeah. but the real only one is money. It's just, it's just not there. Yeah, I feel that. I think like after Stars, like the bottom three or four tracks of this album, it kind of like, you kind of hit a wall a little bit. Like, it yeah. starts to die down. Not that they're not, like, good and they don't fit with the album, but it feels like it kind of just falls off a little bit at that point. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I I would have to agree. I I don't like money um, for the same reasons. And Louder 2, I also don't really love. I think Louder 2, like, his flow is just super weird to me on that song. It's, like, kind of jarring. It's He's trying yeah. to... He's like trying to rap fast in it, and I guess it fits with the beat, but like I don't know, it just doesn't feel like his style of rap music. So it, it comes across as like kind of jarring. Um, mm-hmm. So those are really my my two bottom, and then Better Days is you know it's okay, it's not it's not anything phenomenal, it's not anything terrible, but can, stacking it up to the rest of this album is like it ends up taking a 
a backseat to what everything else is. So exactly, but it's still really good. Um, so Pitchfork gave it a 7.3 out of 10. They say the Atlanta rapper's latest LP is an ambitious and overwhelming experience. The bridge between his upbringing and his place within hip hop canon and black history at large. What did you think about before we get into ratings? What did you think about like the whole, the whole theme of the album, like him kind of touching into his, his childhood, his upbringing, his life in Atlanta, things of that nature. Do you think he, he describes that vividly or did it leave more to the imagination than you wanted? I think it leaves more to the imagination, but in a good way, it's almost this, uh, like it's an obscure view into his childhood, almost like he's kind of trying to decipher the things that led him up as he's going, you know, to where he's at now, as he's going through, you know, making these songs, which I, I kind of enjoyed sometimes when it goes, you know, really, really deep into, you know, childhood and the ins and outs of that kind of life and trying to depict, it takes away a little bit for me, but I thought this was done well. I also think that being from the South in general helped that interpretation for me. Yeah. A hundred percent, especially like we've, I mean, we haven't we obviously haven't spent time in the parts of Atlanta where where Jid grew up, but like you know, we've we've seen parts of Birmingham, parts of Atlanta that you know he he speaks about in this song, and it's funny, like you know, we grew up Speak kind for of yourself. like I'm I'm true, from the yeah, yeah, you are from the street. I forgot about that, <laughs> but like it is, it's interesting to see, like even in the dance now video, you know, he's in like where he grew up in Atlanta and it looks so similar to places that we've spent time around in Birmingham or been around in Birmingham and just places that, that we have seen and, and kind of grown up, not in, but around, um, which I found really interesting. And I like the fact that like albums like this, and I feel the same way about ready to die by Biggie, like, and good kid, mad city is it's kind of nice to get a glimpse into what, they went through and what they did growing up and their experience in life. Because I mean, apart from you, cause you grew up in that same exact instance, yeah. right? Exactly. Like I, I didn't. So it's like, I get to see kind of a glimpse into what their life was like when they were on the path that they were on. Um, so I find that really interesting. Yeah. And it's, I, I, I was trying to think about this earlier and imagine trying to imagine him being on a different label outside of Dreamville. And it's really hard to depict. And I think those kinds of similarities and how he tells his story is very similar with like how other artists like on Dreamville kind of tell their story and the production style is very like in line with that. And yeah, no, I agree. Where do you, where do you see his place in, in Dreamville, like, do you, I feel like it's the perfect fit for him, but, but what do you think? How do you, how do you compare him to artists like J Cole and, and other artists on Dreamville? Do you think he, he belongs there? Or you think he should go somewhere else? I, I think he belongs there. And I, I think, and I don't know what the relationship is with Cole or whatever, but almost having sort of mentorship to someone like that, I think is a perfect fit for him. And seeing like an artist like Cole and what he does and what he has done is very similar. And I think personality even wise, they, they seem really similar in kind of how they hold themselves, the kind of yeah. noise that they bring around themselves and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I think like he just, Cole always gets this like kind of rep of, I don't know how to describe it, like fake 
like fake intellectualism, I feel like is what people think of when they think of J. Cole. But I don't I don't see it that way. Like I think J. Cole really is kind of like an intellectual guy in the way that he makes music and J.I.D. reminds me a lot of that. Like I think this is a perfect spot for him to be in. And honestly, I think he's a better rapper and a better artist than J. Cole is. I don't think he'll ever get the credit that that J. Cole has because he has that mainstream appeal and he's always doing shit with Drake and you know, whatever it is, and he kind of blew up first. But I think J.I.D. is a better artist, man. I think like, just genuinely, I think he's better, you know? Yeah, and I, I mean, it just makes me really interested to see kind of where he goes from here. I mean, this is still really early on in his career, so I'll be interested to see, like, what he puts out next. I mean, looking back and with The Never Story is also just an extremely huge album for me. I mean, I think the, my favorite song by him ever it is on that album called All Bad. Yes, and I fucking love All Bad. I was just about to say that, it's dude. Just, but I, I mean, I probably listen to it every single week. It's so good. But I'm curious to see kind of where he goes from here. Yeah, he reminds me a lot of, honestly, um, I feel like him and Isaiah Rashad are very much in like a similar spot in their careers. And Isaiah Rashad, obviously, The House is Burning is, I know you fucking love that album. I love that oh. album one of my favorites of the past few years, especially in the hip hop realm. And I think that they, they have this upward trajectory that they could continue to ride if they, if they do it right. But I want them to, you know, I don't want JID or Isaiah Rashad to, to be Drake and put out a project every six months. Cause we see what that does to the quality of, exactly. But all, uh, just for the record, Jitty, if you're listening or Isaiah Rashad, if y'all put, a song out together i will fucking shit fucking lose it dude <laughs> song of the year guaranteed i don't even have to fucking listen to it and i know <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's like a friend of mine when uh utopia when travis scott's album dropped as soon as it dropped i was like i'm putting the whole thing on the hip-hop playlist and he was like bro you haven't even listened to it i was don't like care. i got faith i don't care i got faith what's going on yep. Um, okay, so I don't know if you remember. Do you remember what you rated this album the first time? I want to know what you thought no. the first time versus now. I wish I could go back and listen to I it. I mean, I probably rated it like a nine and a half or a nine or something. I feel like it's a solid nine. Yeah. And I think I would stay, I think I would stay right there with it. I'm interested to see where he moves forward in projects. And maybe over time, this will move up into the 10 for me of being perfect. But I think it's a solid nine. 9.5. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, it's definitely a nine for me too. And going back and listening to it was like, obviously I've, I've listened to fucking dance now and crack sandwich and brought them like a hundred times, dude. Like I yeah. listened to them constantly, but going back and re-listening to the whole album and kind of rediscovering surround sound, then can't make you change. And just in time, like things like that, they, I got a new outlook on it, but easy nine easy nine like hard easy. nine not even a soft nine dude it's it's one of the best i think i think you and i maybe put it as our number one album of 2022 or maybe maybe it was me and trey i know we all had it up and it was like one or two and oh, i'm pretty sure it was i'm pretty sure it was my number one i think i still have that note actually yeah and it doesn't um that has not changed for me if anything like my love for the album has grown over time so yeah, it was just my number one and my top two songs were the same and surround sound was the only one that moved out. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh it's been great, man. And it's one of those albums that I know, like 
we're going to be listening to for a long fucking time. And it feels good yeah. to have a hip hop album that comes out and that we just thoroughly enjoy and make a connection with. And cause there hasn't been a lot of hip hop albums like that recently, man. There's been stuff that like, I like, I mean, Eminem, I love Eminem, but like, there's not a lot of projects that he's dropped that I've been like, Oh yeah, this is a, this is a classic, you know, and this feels like a fucking classic album. I, yeah, even, I'm- I, I posted it on, um, my story the other day and uh gabe responded to it and was like classic <laughs> i think it's just widely regarded as like people love this fucking album been out for a year classic yeah like, it's a classic <laughs> it's been out for a year it's a classic hip-hop album i'm also like interested to see for his next project like production wise kind of who he um enlists because i mean this ranges so widely and has a bunch of amazing production on it with monty booker katronada like bad bad not good james blake thundercat yep it's just i mean i'm excited to see his next project whenever that may be yeah he feels like he kind of feels like he's in the position that mac was in at kind of the crux of his career like mac mac miller made all these connections and had all these producers and was starting to produce music on his own and i think that catapulted him into like a realm of success that he wouldn't have had otherwise so it's it's nice yeah. to see jid in that same spot i also forgot that when he did this release he pr- he promoted it with that scavenger hunt like in three different u.s cities where fans had to locate a pontiac g6 on the side of the road and that's where they like could blast out the album from really i didn't know he yeah. did that yeah, like that's fucking gangster. That's fucking crazy. Does it say where they were? What cities they're um, in? I know one was in Atlanta, but I don't know where. I don't know where the other two were. It's got to be somewhere in the southeast, I would imagine. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's so driving Pontiacs like, like Nebraska and leaving them on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah, because it says that's a car that he used to own, a Pontiac G6. So that's, that's what they did. So fucking sick, dude. <laughs> um hell yeah well that was uh the forever story sorry i mean guys we're it's only 26 minutes in but there's only two of us now you know what do you want us to do you know we only- yeah, we'll be short and quick with it it's gonna be fine we'll start to beef up on content listen everybody we're relearning here we're, yeah. we're taking the training wheels off there's two of us you know if you if you're just joining late trey was fired and yeah and he's not he, gonna be a part us. He begged us not to do it, and we said that the relationship had ended, and that's where we're at. So yeah, and so we're 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 trying to rediscover how to just be Christian and I. And you know what? We're we're kind of going light on the on the offensive jokes today, like it yeah. kind of an honor, Trey, because normally he would keep us in check, right? But we don't have him exactly. around anymore, so we're trying to check ourselves. But don't expect that to last. Do not yeah, expect we know that, that, that he will be creeping on this episode to in hopes that it fails or something like that. Yeah. So we're going to keep it really light and airy for Jitty yeah. because it's the year anniversary of this and we're going to celebrate the man and the project. That's what he deserves. And you know what? If the episode bombs and like there's comments <laughs> and there's comments like, bro, nobody wants to listen to, to Blake and Christian without Trey. I'm going to tell Trey that he was our biggest episode. I'm going to be like, it fucking blew up, dude. It's crazy. Like yep. we had thousands and thousands of listeners. Like, I guess they just didn't like messaged us on Instagram about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, let's roll into Rides or Dies. Do you want to intro your song first? Oh, yeah. One sec. I got to pull it back up. Yeah, so this is off of... My song is called Summer's Close. 
It's off of Zach Bryan's new album. What's it called? I should know that, but you know, we we're just running around here. Oh, it's just, it's his self-titled album, Zach Bryan. And I've never really like dove into him, but he put this out and I was diving through some tracks and, you know, there's some good stuff on here. And then summertime's close. And you know what? We're starting to get into that time of year where summer's moving out. I hate to say it, you know, it's a sad, sad day. It was 53 degrees when I got up to go to the gym this morning. Crisp, beautiful. And so, uh, yeah, summertime's closed, baby. And Blake is now gone. We've lost Blake. I think he quit. And so now I'm just stuck here by myself. And, okay. Can, uh, <laughs> wait, hang on. Let me let me lower my volume. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. We're back now. Okay. I I lost. Uh, I don't know what's going on. It wouldn't be a <clears throat> wouldn't be a TBM episode without some technical difficulties. Obviously. Damn straight. Um. Anyway, yeah. So I I heard the the intro to your. I'll edit all that shit out. But I heard the intro to your song. Um. So this is. You're right. It's fucking summer's on its way out, you know, and Zach Bryan is kind of, um, he's on the come up right now, you know, there he's, he's kind of making waves in the country world. And I think he's getting, he's getting a lot of flack for all of his songs sounding really similar. I don't listen to enough of him to notice that. Um, they definitely do. And I will say the production on this album, it's really bare bones. It's almost like, you know, it sounds a little staticky, just kind of like old school feel, but it makes the, all of the yeah. songs sound really fucking similar. Yeah, I feel that. And like, I think if I listen to, he's on my country playlist, but it's only, it's like a bunch of different songs. So I'm kind of catching them at individual moments. So I don't really notice it. I will say this was really, uh, this was really sad boy vibes, man. I got <laughs> I gotta be honest, you know, like it, it was. <laughs> you, it took me for surprise, and you know what? I somebody sent me a song the other day. It was a hip hop song, and it was real sad boy vibes. And I told them I was like, "Listen, I'm going through a breakup right now. Like, I can't listen to sad boy songs. <laughs> like, I turned it off. I didn't finish it. I was like, I gotta come back to that. I can't listen to that right now. And I was gonna do the same with this, but it was like country sad is different. Country yeah, sad yeah. is different than hip hop sad, you know. And it just worked, man. I like Zach Bryan. I like this song, and like, it's time. As as hard as it is, it's time to say goodbye to summer, dude. We're on our it's way time out. To say goodbye. College football starting back, baby. Yep. Let's fucking yep. go. Man, don't you miss like one thing that I really miss about living in the southeast is like Colorado, its seasons are are so unpredictable and dramatic that, you know, sometimes it goes summer straight to winter. We don't ever have a fall. Sometimes we have a fall and like it's it's not until fucking November or whatever. I felt like in, in Alabama as soon as college football started, it was like right as right as Auburn kicked off, the leaves changed across the yeah. state. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it just went straight to red. And like that 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 start of college football coincided perfectly with the start of fall. And I miss that, man. I miss and that Alabama fall. Stay. It just stays for so long down there. You're going to college football games, you're drinking good bourbon. 
everything's yep. got that. It's just a long-lasting crisp in the air before the death of winter. And here, it's just so abrupt sometimes that you don't even yeah, know. It's you jarring. don't even really get it. Yeah. Yeah. And and I miss that. I miss that fall a lot. But um, yeah. Um, summertime's close. Zach Bryan rides hard rides for me. Hundred oh, yeah. percent. Um, my song was a fucking classic when the levy breaks by Led Zeppelin. I was getting the fucking let out today, brother. Ooh. I fucking, you know, I'm in the house and like, I'm alone in here apart from my cat. And so I just, <laughs> I'll fucking just, I'll let the music ride. And I threw it on the speaker. I threw it on the Sonos and I just ran through some Led Zeppelin classics as I was meal prepping for the week. And when the levy break, comes on and there's just something about that intro the whine of the guitar the heavy drums the heavy guitar and it just gets me ready like i'm not even going to do anything relevant really ever like i go work my desk job i do my normal shit but man it gets me so hype and when the levy breaks will never get old to me it's, it's probably my favorite led zeppelin song of all time so what, what did you think i mean listen this song will always and forever ride it just fucking it, it kind of gets that little wild hair about you. you put that on and you need to be driving in a chevy silverado with a 30 yeah. pack of montucky cold snacks as your yes, passenger sir. rider and that's the only friend you need baby pick you up some marble reds and cruise yep yep going into the mountains we don't know what we're getting into brother we're staying in a cabin and we've got four days it's about to get fucking weird Absolutely and when the levee right. breaks when the levee breaks it hits right as you're going through the eisenhower uh, tunnel oh. right and you're just in the dark <laughs> it never gets old dude never gets old <laughs> So, um, fuck yeah, that's Roger dies. Um, I have a new segment I want to try out with you, Christian. All right, all right, let's do it. I want to know how you feel about this. Hang on, I got to share my screen. So, instead of doing Trey's terrible Twitter taste because he's not here, there is no Trey, and I'm not on Twitter. (laughs) I'm not on Twitter (laughs) as much as I would like to. I'm going to show you some uh, some classic clips uh some some horrible clips some funny clips and i want to i want to hear your reaction and i want to talk about them a little bit so this one is a guy crashing a 1300 horsepower car okay you ready <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> they just enjoying the view he goes oh the brakes are gone <laughs> oh, fuck. oh my god <laughs> And it's the worst, too, because what they say, man, is it's the people who, like, fall asleep in, in cars that never get hurt because their bodies didn't tense up. And that guy was just holding on for dear life. He's broken every bone in his body. He was not ready, dude. Jesus. He was not ready. So for people that are just listening, it's two guys in a sports car, I guess, that they they built up themselves and they go for a joyride <laughs> and end up slamming into somebody at probably, I don't know, fucking 40 miles an hour um okay so here's another one police officer purposely slams on brake for a biker to crash into him on the highway so this Hell is yeah. this is police another good force. one blue lives matter <laughs> Whoa, what are you doing bro what are you doing bro <laughs> Why 
shit. Oh shit. What the fuck? We call that manslaughter. He said, what are you doing, bro? I was like waiting for the the guy on the bike to be speeding, but he was going a pretty normal speed. He's going like 80 on the bike, maybe. Yeah, the cop just decided to take it into his own hands. Jesus. Um, okay. Oh, here's a good tweet for you. My body is a machine that turns tits into suck tits. I think you. Was... <laughs> I thought you'd like that one. Okay. Um, here's another one. This is a, a student at a track meet, and um, uh, a little kid gets in his way, and I'll, I'll let you view the results of, of that instance. <laughs> he jumps out so happy. <laughs> So, so for those listening, there's a, a kid running at a track meet. Um, a little kid jumps in front of him at the at the track meet, and this guy is probably running, I don't know, <laughs> 20 miles an hour and barrels into this kid and just leaves him laying unconscious on the track. But Honestly, keeps running. That's what I like about it is he just yeah, keeps yeah. running. This should be part of the Olympics, though, where you don't know where the surprise is coming from, and, and it's the big race. You know, it's the but hundred one meter coming. or whatever, yeah. but there's some obstacle coming. Yeah, that you don't know about. Um, and then I got one more for you. So um, this is, uh, you know, what, let me just let me let you watch it, and you can you can tell me what you think. Oh hell. Oh my god he just slapped her with the force of god so this is a woman they're in she's in some altercation with a black man in a parking lot i don't know what the altercation is about she slaps him in the face and he proceeds to haymaker her and punch her in the face and she she sprawls out drinking and onto the concrete uh, that, that he, one's giving big time uh madman vibes it's throwing me back to the 60s the good old days what a yeah the, great. the good old days um so yeah those are some some videos i thought you would find interesting um i'll have amazing. to i'll have to cycle through and uh find some more for next week but um guys I don't know where we're at because I disconnected for a little bit. I think we're at like probably 40-ish minutes, 35 or something. Um, but we hope 40. you enjoyed, man. 40? Nice. We oh, we hope you not. enjoyed. It's new for us. It's new. We're, we're experimenting. We're going to try to uh, – excuse me. Um, we're going to try to get some – some video footage out on the Instagram. We're going to try to do live episodes and get some guests to join us. But, you know, I missed, I missed TBM and I know Christian did, and it's good to be back and we hope you guys enjoy Christian. You got any, any thoughts you want to share on our, on our duo episode, our recent experiences, anything of that nature. I just want to reiterate that, that Trey was fired. Anybody that hears anything different, (laughs) Just know that you heard it here first. He's going to try and combat it. We're removing him from all association, including he's been already been removed with our sponsorship with Montauki Cold Snacks. Yeah. Um, they're on yeah. board with us. So I just want to leave everybody with that. 
Yeah, and we were going to do, like, we had a 30-30, we had a 33-33-33 split. Now Christian and I are splitting it even 50-50, which will probably lead to some legal trouble down the road. But we're not worried <laughs> about that because we're not breaking up, man. You know, we're, we're in it until the death, man, until one of us fucking dies, which will probably yeah, be straight. in the near future. But until that, until then, we're letting it ride. So, guys, thanks for joining us, Christian. Thanks for coming on. It was a fucking blast as always, man. And, uh, oh, yeah. guys, we will see you in a week or two weeks or I don't know. I guess, you know, we'll change up the schedule now. Fuck it. We'll see what we do. And fuck, we'll go We're going to do fucking one a week. Like, I don't give a fuck. We're not waiting anymore. We're about to give you our content on content. Let's roll. Content on content. Fuck yeah. All right, man. I'll see you later. Everybody, you, goodbye. Brother.